It's us. I'm Nicole. I'm the mom. And I'm Mira. And I'm the daughter. And this is adulting, but not grown up. Yes, it is. How's it going? Uh, it's okay. You're a little sick. I'm a little sick. It's getting warm out, so yes, I'm just. It really, really is. The whole not being able to control my body temperature thing is, you know, this is the time of year when it kind of switches from me wearing layers of sweaters and leggings to keep myself warm and like piling blankets on top of myself to like. <laughs> Shorts are not little enough clothes, and I need to be naked and roll in a bath of ice. <laughs> I still have to dress like it's winter most of the time because there's extreme air conditioning at my work, and if mm. I wear summer clothes, then I will freeze. But then, you know, you walk out the door and you're hit with a wall of heat, so... Yeah, I And I want to wear my issue. summer clothes. I want to be crazy. I want to go sit on the porch and, like, read and stuff, and it's, like, nice and warm, and it's covered there, so it's shady. But then inside the house, it's, like, air conditioner blasting 24-7 because the chinchilla needs to be cool. Yeah. If it gets above 23 degrees Celsius, I think, something like that, it's, like, dangerous for him. He can get heat stroke and die from how hot it is kind of thing. Like, 80 degrees Fahrenheit is, like, his line for death kind of thing. So Aren't they, like, desert animals? They live in the mountains. They live where it's cool and shady oh, and stuff. Okay. Alright. So anyways, today we guys. <laughs> we're talking about um, how to be a girl in a patriarchy. How to how to just exist in the patriarchy. Not mm -hmm. even just being a girl. I feel like a lot of the things that are going on also affect men. <laughs> that is true. Well, and I think too, like, okay, so I have a five-year-old, and I worry about it a lot more than I did when you were that age, about, like, how to raise that. a girl in a patriarchy, and... I feel like maybe you should have worried more well, <laughs> based on how I turned out, but <laughs> whatever. Like, I wonder, too, I, I don't know if it's because I, I'm i more aware of stuff now, or if it's yeah. because... Um, a more prevalent internet is getting to you as a parent a lot sooner. <laughs> yeah, there's that, or I don't know if it was... I was more, like when you were small it was like well you can do whatever you want to do of course you can and now I'm more like well you can't I want to tell you that you can but you can't and do I tell you that like do yeah. I I just I, I worry about it because I'm like do I do I tell her things like um you know sure you can be whatever you want to be when really probably she can't or you when you go out dancing with your friends when you're 20 some guy's gonna scream at you for politely declining his request to dance uh, or you know when you walk down the street somebody's going to um say rude things to you or even just say smile god i hate that one and they're like smile okay and like, i found out something <laughs> that creeps me out on a new level of that back in like the olden lobotomy days of mental health care Men used to be able to send their wives for, like, reprogramming if they weren't, like, caring for them enough and being proper wives and stuff, right? I found pictures from some of these wards. They would take, like, smile lipstick prints and paste them to their faces, like, strap them onto themselves and make them look at themselves in the mirror thinking, like, if they watched themselves smile, then they would be happy on the inside and they would make themselves look at themselves with these, like paper smiles strapped onto their faces for like a long ass time that is like adds a creepy ass level to the you should smile more thing to me like really that weird. men were allowed to reprogram their wives to force them to smile and act happy all the time even if they were depressed and dying inside 
that adds a whole new level of like, oh my god, please get away from me, you scary 1930s physician. Yeah, it's like the Joker. Uh, he was not happy. I did see a thing a while ago of like, the Joker should have been a woman who loses it after too many men tell her to smile, and then she terrorizes the city with a smile on her face forever. Well, you know, like, a while ago I asked my husband if um, if that had ever happened to him in his life, if some stranger while he's walking down the street had just said to him, smile, and he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, like a strange person you don't know just says smile and you just do it on reflex because you're like because eh, you're lost in your own thoughts and doing your own thing and he's like no has that a- ever happened to you and I'm like every single woman ever and I can't even count the number of times and it's always a man that you don't know and or like an elderly woman who's internalized the patriarchy for her entire life I've gotten too. that too but he just he, he wasn't even aware that that happens and I'm like even even just a little thing like that is 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 gross I don't know. and makes it's me feel like gross. men are in control of something I, I have total control of doing like if I'm not happy why is it your job to tell me that I should smile I'm not here to look nice for your background when you're scanning the streets of the city I'm allowed to be pissed off right now go away <laughs> don't talk to me anyways like you know oh my god and I just want to say that I've been waiting for somebody to do this to me again because I want to say back to them, dance. Like we're, we're just going to order each other to do stuff, <laughs> order strangers to do things they don't they're not intending to do. And nobody's said smile to me since, so I just keep waiting and I'm like right now that'll it's be because no now way. you're now you're putting off an air of I'm about to f oh, you up. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe it's I'm it's the like, thing of like if you put feminist in your bio on a dating profile, you're less likely to get unsolicited pictures of genitalia in your inbox. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because they're they're like the men are apparently more aware that you're about to rip them a new one or screenshot that and send it to your friends or post it on the internet. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. <laughs> I'm apparently uh, Texas, I think it was. Don't quote me on that. One of the states just passed a, a bill for fining men who send unsolicited dick pics to well, people. It's and assault. It, it's like it's, it's a small assault. it's a small number. I think it's like a hundred dollar fine or something. But I mean, like, you know. If, if someone asks for a picture of your penis, that's a different thing than you just being like, hey, what's up, penis? Like, <laughs> how you doing, wiener? Like, it's just, just not how you carry on a conversation. A few why times. someone would think, a few times I know I've, what would be a great icebreaker. Right? Like, like, nobody's like, I knew it was, he was the one for me when he sent a picture right? of his dick to my inbox. Like, <laughs> he was just in my DMs one day and I knew he was the one. <laughs> What is wrong with It people? doesn't happen. Yeah. I know. I listened to a thing the other day on, um, oh, what are they called? The incels. The uh, involuntarily celibate. Oh, the MGTOs. Wow. Those are some... I, you know what? There's a reason you're not getting a date, and it's not <laughs> for the reasons you think. It's because you're a big jerk. Okay, here's the thing that I've noticed in going on actual incel forums online, which do exist and are horrifying, and I highly recommend that you do not do because some of the things that they post are oh, I know. horrible. They like, you will cry be. and feel bad about yourself for the rest of your life. Why it's, do you go on there? Excuse me, research, thank you. <laughs> I need to know what I'm up against, okay? Um... But yeah, some of the some of the things are just ridiculous. But one of the things that I see like most 
most often in those communities is that they're focused on that their physical attributes are not good enough for women to want to be with them. Mm-hmm. There's these there's this whole thing of like them specifying what is not good enough about themselves and being like I'm a wrist cell because my wrists are dainty like a woman's and that means no woman will ever sleep with me. And it's like the randomest things that they focus yeah. on like their jawline not being strong enough and they're not tall enough and stuff. Like I'm five foot two and three quarters, and I've dated a guy shorter than me. Suck it up. Like, yeah, I'm also five foot two, and pretty much everyone's. Yeah, taller I'm taller than, me, than you, so well, by that three quarters of an inch. See, the, the lady I was listening to who was doing this um, and giving this information, she said, you know, when she gets asked out by some rando in a bar or whatever, and she politely says, um, oh no, thank you, you know, whatever. She says she gets back so many times. You'd say yes if I was Brad Pitt. And she's like, it's always Brad Pitt. It's never been anyone else. Always Brad Pitt. And she's like... Why is Brad Pitt like a but center for I know, and she's like, He's that's not weird. That and it's like, like... But that's got nothing to do with it. I just don't choose to go on a date with you. And that should be my choice. But it's she's a big, she gets that response so often. So it's like, they feel as about their looks. But really, you're a big dink. That's why people don't want to go out with you. Yeah, I see. Because people become better looking if they're nice and less good looking if they're not like nice. Your personality has a lot of effect on how people interpret the looks that are God-given, you know? That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I see a lot of the, uh, you know, uh, my jaw's not strong enough, I'm too short, I, you know, what whatever it is that they're focusing on that is making them absolutely off limits to everyone that's ever lived on the face of the planet... Um, I've noticed that a lot of times that they will then turn it completely around and say, the women that are interested in me are not attractive enough for me. If we're supposed to give you a second chance based on what you look like, you need to give us the same deal, okay? You're not going to be a 3 out of 10 bagging an 11. (laughs) Well, there's clearly something way more going on with those people, and it's like, they've decided that women are the problem. If I can go on my feminist soapbox for a second, I think it's that media tells men that they deserve things yes. like in movies it's if you keep asking her out and if you keep pushing and you keep doing it and you follow her home after work then eventually you'll get married and it'll be the happiest relationship she'll realize you, had. you were the one after all you in real life one. that's a stalker and that it's very is a creepy. stalker and if you do that and she pepper sprays you it's your fault <laughs> yeah Yes, I think that's very true. There's, There's all like this romantic comedies, entitled like, attitude towards women. But he was so persistent, and then she realized. There's this entitled attitude of like yeah. that they deserve a girlfriend. I've seen posts like that actually of like they think that the state should be mandating that every man deserves a woman kind of thing, and it's like freaking gross. If you're so terrible that no woman wants to get around you, maybe you need to reevaluate why all those women are running away and not say, "Well, all women are garbage." Like, yeah. Want to look inward? Okay, so I have some stats here on because we live in Canada, which is like legally, it's good in terms of women's rights. Legally, it, the the legally we should be protected. Legally, women's rights are considered human rights, mm-hmm. and women's rights are protected from discrimination based on gender, age, and marital status. Yeah. Legally, we're all good, but in reality. Um, okay, here's some stats. So the gender wage gap in Canada is 75 cents. Uh, a woman earns 75 cents to every dollar a man earns. So it takes 15 and a half months for a woman to earn what a man earns in a year, or on average $7,200 less per year. Um, women are 60% less likely to move from middle management to executive roles. Um, 
Canada actually fell from ranking number 30 to number 35 in 2016 in, in the gender gap rankings. Every six days in Canada, a woman is killed by her partner, romantic partner, I mean, mm-hmm. not like your business partner. I don't like the word partner because I find that confusing. I don't because I think that wife has a lot of connotations from all of the generations of like you are now property of this man and you are like you know husband then wife kind of thing boyfriend sounds very high school it sounds too high school I personally like partner or significant other because that that implies that implies that it is like an equivalent deal going on I usually go with significant other or SO yeah because I like I just when people say this is my partner and I'm like do you own a store together or I get it are you romantically involved and I just and then I'm just like I don't want to ask and then sometimes it has been they own a store together right and I, I get the confusion I get it okay so anyways um 67 percent of Canadians know a woman who has experienced physical or sexual abuse 82 mm-hmm. percent um of those under 18 who experience sexual assault are girls and 92 percent over 18 who experience sexual assault are women. Mm-hmm. Only 5% is reported to police. And sexual assault is the only violent crime in Canada that is not on the decline. Um, 43% of women are sexually harassed in the workplace. I have definitely been sexually harassed in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable because you have to keep smiling and showing up to work. Right. And then sometimes they don't even punish the person that uh, perpetrated. And then no. you're like, yeah. now or, I'm just the person that stirred oh, the pot. Oh, it was just a joke. I have to say at my work right now. It was now, inappropriate. <laughs> I work with like mostly women. There's only there's like I don't know, 40 women and five men maybe there. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes the men get sexually harassed by the women. And they and it's oh, joking. Oh yeah, it 100% happens. And it's in a joking manner, but I feel uncomfortable and I feel like the guys feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I should say something. I should say something about it because it's it's not appropriate. Um so 1.9 million women in Canada live in poverty, um, and a good chunk of that is because women make up the majority of minimum wage jobs and part-time workers because there's the sort of expectation of women working around uh, daycare requirements or caring for, you know, whatever, elder parents, disabled people in the family, that kind of thing, and their work is done sort of around those other family needs. Um and then I was kind of looking too at um, you know what's going on in the U.S. right now with all the crazy anti-abortion God, things and stuff like that. Than America is. Right. It's just so the worst. In Canada, abortion is legal at all stages of pregnancy, and it has been so since 1988. Before that, in the in the late 60s, it was made legal uh, if the mother's life was in danger. But then it was decided that that wasn't good enough because it had to be done by, like, a committee of three doctors and there could be time delays and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they could find that um, it was her health. It could also include her psychological health. Yep, your so, mental health is included in that So, so that was, uh, I think, in 1969. And then in 1988, the Supreme Court overruled that and said, no, it's straight across the board. Um and this is this is their quote from their finding. Forcing a woman by threat of criminal sanction to carry a fetus to term unless she meets certain criteria unrelated to her own priorities and aspirations, and that the law asserts that the woman's capacity to reproduce is to be subject not to her own control but to that of the state, was a breach of the right to security of the person as guaranteed under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada. So 
All right. We have the right to life, liberty, and security of the person in Canada. and they Security decided... of the person includes not being forced to hold a baby in you. Yeah, and so they decided that that breached that, any sort of um, thing where the state overrode that woman's right to choose her own priorities and aspirations. Good. Um, so in the United States, there is no equal rights amendment still. 2019, they, women still do not have equal rights under their law in the United States, which is just like mind-blowingly appalling. Um, and so, I mean, they've got their. Do they? Is it called the same thing? Charter rights and freedoms. I can't remember. Bill of Rights. Something is like that. Whatever. Is that what it is in America? You know, oh, their God. whole right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Thing, yeah, whatever that is. Pursuit of happiness. But legally, that only applies to men in the states. Yes, it does. Women are not. Um, under that, there has been a equal rights amendment for women proposed countless times, and it's always been shot down. So I was thinking, wait, are women like slaves in modern day America? Like we're three fifths of a person when we go to America? They're not recognized. They they're not afforded the same rights, and Damn, so though. and so I mean, even legally, they're not. Like I'm in Canada, there's still a long way to go socially, but yeah. legally, the government's got it covered. Um, there needs to be more done. Obviously, there needs to be, um, you know, things for like the, gen the the wage gap and that kind of stuff. There's things that could be done to improve on that and stuff. And that needs to be done. But at least they've got that basis there of saying you're all equal, everybody's equal, and that kind of thing. So I was thinking about this and wondering, like, all these things that are coming up in different states of where they're either banning abortion outright or saying, you know, you've got the heartbeat rule where you've got, whatever, six weeks, five weeks, or whatever, and that kind of thing. Yeah, it can be detected as early as two weeks, I think, in some cases, because, you know, mapping pregnancies is hard enough as is. And so I wonder if it's like, because they don't have an equal rights amendment there, that whole right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, I would think under pursuit of happiness, they could say that that's um you know infringing on my right to the pursuit of happiness but because they're not recognized not as people <laughs> as equal under the u.s law they can't argue that so i'm hoping though that there will be enough of a backlash on this that um that they'll argue for that again and get the women's rights through and then say and this is why like pursuit of happiness you are impeding on my pursuit of happiness by yeah. forcing this and yeah that is just some crazy stuff going on down there right now and I, and I think my worry is that okay we're in Canada which yay for us because I would not want to be in living America living right there I have thanked myself so many times over the years just like I'll hail whatever unseen god there is for having me born Canadian and not American like because so much crazy stuff I'd goes there but <sighs> but at the same time they're right next door to us and there's enough like sort of crossover in things that I think people like you know you look at what's happening in in the U.S. and you think uh, there's people that pick up on the ideologies or promote them or whatever yeah. so that's a worry because it's not like you can't go backwards they are going backwards there right now there's other countries that have gone backwards you know middle eastern backwards <laughs> middle God. eastern countries where they've made it where women are no longer allowed to work and these could be doctors and lawyers and judges and whatever yeah. and now all of a sudden you're not allowed to work mm -hmm. and you can't support your family and that kind of thing so it's not like things can't go backwards they do in other places and oh, yeah. if you get enough and, you know, the United States is a huge country, and it's got a lot of influence worldwide, so oh, yeah. you get people, um, you know, more on board with that. It could it could trickle over. Although, 
you know, I think places like, you know, Canada, European countries and stuff are appalled at what's going on there right now and are strong enough to say that's not happening here legally, but in terms of um, socially and people's beliefs and stuff, Mm -hmm. I I think it's, yeah, it could, it could, it could change the way people think about things. I mean, when I went to Bible summer camp, they had that little, like, thing where they sat us all down for Bible study once, and they, like, basically went off on a whole freaking tangent about how being gay is so, so wrong, and that, like, if we thought that we might have been gay, that we needed to, like, you know, decide to get married to the opposite sex anyways, and to raise a family the Christian way or to live your life celibate and one lady was like my best friend's a lesbian but she's just decided to live her life celibate forever and I was like what a sad life your friend must live thinking that she's either going to hell forever and like just can't be happy in order to you know reach eternal happiness and that she's wrong and broken now but she will be fixed in the afterlife and then she'll have a husband and it'll all be fine okay and had i known that they were doing this at bible camp i would not let him have gone i know right i went three more years after they did that (laughs) (laughs) had you said something i would have had oh man i have a lot of stories about the stuff they pulled at bible camp that should just not have been allowed bad because I really want to send your little sister to camp because it's Don't camp. send her to that camp. Don't send her to that it's camp. the only one here. I'm fully aware of what it is the only one of. Don't but send I mean, her to that camp. Camp is great. I'm aware that it's you great. You all had like a, a really good time camp. going there. You should see the face of Kanetta right now. I just, I just want it to be camp where it's like, let's go and do obstacle courses and have cookouts and sing-alongs and stuff and without all the hey, and I'm not, uh, there's worse things than loving Jesus. I'm saying, like, you know, I'm all for them saying, you know, whatever. I have no problem with that. If, you know, prayer and all that kind of stuff, that sort of thing of saying, yeah, if you're gay, you're wrong, or um, if your abortion is wrong, or that kind of stuff, that Yeah, they told us that um, life begins at conception and all of that kind of stuff, and they had, like, a magazine in the dining hall that had, like, pictures of women getting like late term abortions and then like their fetuses being laid next to them it was like graphic stuff for 12 year old me to see (laughs) well and the thing is (laughs) it's so nobody wants an abortion nobody is like yay I get to have an abortion it's a need it's a requirement women want an abortion the way they like a trapped animal wants to chew its leg off we don't want an abortion like we want a fresh ass jacket or new nails you know And, and people doing that like to give the impression that if you woke up that morning and was like, yeah, I was going to have this baby, but I think instead I want to go drinking this weekend, so I'm going to have an abortion. Like, you know, it's never anything somebody wants to have. It's something that is required for their life at that point. So, you know, all these people that are, like, pro-life, they're not really pro-life. They're pro-birth. Once the birth has happened, they're out of the picture. There's no support. There's no, you know, whatever. They just, they're just pro-birth, and I wish they were more upfront about that, and saying that, yeah. that, you know, we don't really care about you, we don't really care about this life, how, how this future life is going to be lived, we just want it born. I mean, there was that thing in America a while ago where somebody was, like, talking to one of the heartbeat bill proposition dudes, <laughs> boards, and was like 
what about IVF clinics? You know, they throw away loads more fertilized embryos and eggs than, like, any abortion a clinic is doing. And the guy was like, well, those are just fertilized embryos. It's not a pregnant woman. If a woman isn't pregnant, then it's not, you know, it's not a baby kind of thing. And I was like, so it is, in fact, the woman you are trying to control. And it is not, in fact, being pro-life. It is pro have this frickin' baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, um, it's the woman's, um, yeah, it, the, yeah, because he made the thing of, well, it's not in the uterus, so it doesn't count. And it's like, ha ha. By your own your words. <laughs> you played yourself, brother. <laughs> so, what is, how, how do you then, how do you, um, be a girl in a patriarchy? How do you raise a girl in a patriarchy? What do you, do you just keep expecting the best of people and saying yes you can do anything yes you can be anything yes you can go anywhere and but at the same time try and arm them with good comebacks basically of you know okay I went to um trade school Mm. and it was women in trades program so it was all women in my class and we went through a bunch of different trades things right and we spent a whole like section on how to deal with sexual harassment because it will happen on your job site Mm -hmm. and like I remember being given a handout of here's the appropriate responses to say to these cliche um, basically catcall phrases that uh, will get shouted at you so that you can kind of have them at the ready to put people in their place put men in their place mm-hmm. instead of being like ah, you know whatever although another really good one that I heard was um, <laughs> which I thought was funny and it was this woman who had been a flight attendant attendant for decades and, you know, she was a cute southern blonde woman and was a flight attendant from the time she was 20 till she retired kind of thing. And whenever um, someone made some sort of sexually harassing type of comment to her throughout her career, she would just go, I don't really get jokes. And they'd be like, oh, I, you know, and then they'd try and maybe explain it again. She'd be like, yeah, I don't really get jokes. And then they'd be embarrassed and they'd shut it down right away. And she told her daughter, that's how I got through it without ever having to respond and without ever having to, and they all backed off every time. And I'm like, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm a personal fan of like, you know, when someone makes like a an abuse joke or like a sexual assault joke or just something that's like pretty freaking inappropriate, yeah, inappropriate. I like to go like I don't get it can you explain it to me if you're gonna make a woman has to be in a kitchen joke I'm gonna ask you to explain it to me six times until, until you're, until, so you're until you're right there in the well women need to be in the kitchen because they're supposed to be subservient to men and you should make me a sandwich because it's the only thing women are good like until you get to that point I'm gonna keep pushing you're gonna say it one of my favorite comebacks, which might not be the best for people who <laughs> who are triggered by having situations brought into the light kind of thing, would be if somebody's making jokes, just be like, I was abused as a child, it's really funny, and just yeah, waiting. <laughs> oh, I was sexually assaulted once, and then just smile and like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you too? Can we? Yeah. Yeah. Because then well, they're like, well, you made it too real. Like, now it's not funny anymore. It wasn't funny in the first place. No, it was not. <laughs> just, <laughs> we're making a I bad joke. I don't know why you thought it was. And, yeah, and I just thought this that was a great comeback, too, because this mm-hmm. woman was like, she that. would get these comments from from people on the flight, like customers, and oh, also yeah. from coworkers, right? So it worked across the board. Because, I mean, you can't, like, leave. You can't leave. You're on a plane, and you can't, like, start a scene on an airplane with somebody right. that's being really offensive to you. So it was just... 
Yeah, and you know, I'm like, you got to find your your good comebacks and stuff, and and be able to, yeah, until you find your way to be offensive. Well, I'm not want to say offensive back to people, but I mean, you know, when they say smile, you say dance. When you're comfortable enough to be able to yeah. do that back to people, to find ways of of doing that, so that it makes them stop and think about what they're saying and doing, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, maybe this is inappropriate. Yeah, my plan for future potential daughters raising them in the current climate and whatever is going to happen over the next 10 years or whatever is like just teaching them to like stand up for themselves in like the most brutal of like if you talk to any woman like I implore anybody listening to talk to literally any woman in your life and ask them when the first time a grown man made an inappropriate comment about like how they looked to them once I think I was like 11 when it happened for the first time it happened like really freaking young so I'm gonna like put my kids in like self-defense classes they're gonna know how to like punch properly and they're gonna know how to like use a knife like that's the plan my daughters are getting like pepper spray I will go to the school and be like they're allowed to carry this on them until you deal with whatever's going on here <laughs> I will like you know there's there's this scene in uh, Jane the Virgin actually where I think it's Anna one of Petra's daughters mm-hmm. says says to uh, another kid like, don't touch me don't touch my body or something like that and Petra's just like good girl Anna like in front of everybody like yeah I'll make other people uncomfortable to support my child like defending themselves kind of thing I'll 100% do that they'll be like don't touch me get away from me and I'll be like no no don't make a scene I'll be like yeah you go girl you tell them <laughs> I'm gonna be the worst parent man I'm gonna be the one that's like going to the school and being like oh no I told my kid they could punch the other kid in the face because I've come to the school five times about the bullying and you haven't done anything so I told them to take it into their own hands like I'm gonna be the worst parent in the world I'm fully aware of that <laughs> I'm gonna be just a nightmare for every teacher. <laughs> yeah, you do sound like you're gonna be fun. Be- I, I plan on like preparing my children for life, and if that means that they need to know how to pepper spray a dude, then that's how it's going down. Right? Well, and you know what? Also, I think at the end of the day, everybody has to recognize their privilege in the world yeah. and advocate for people with lesser privilege. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, really if you're misogynistic male, men aren't gonna listen to women telling them to shut the hell no, up. They'll they, listen to guys. To other men, exactly. And so I'm like, you know, if if we have like white privilege, then we advocate for people of color, or if we have, you know, straight privilege, then you advocate for people who are in the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, or if you have middle class status, then you advocate for people who are. Um, living in poverty you know like I think it's important for people to to be the advocates for the people that that you don't ally. have that power to um to make the change for themselves and so yeah I, it does come to I mean yes women have to still be like that's not happening and we need to fix it and push it yeah and men need to step up and also be the force of change in that as well mm-hmm. um you know should men even have a say in women's reproductive rights? That's a big question. It's... I'm a big fan of no. <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of that scene in BoJack Horseman, where the, where they have the MSNBC, and it's like the whales doing like an underwater news channel. 
hilarious pun, but uh, I digress. They're like, we've gathered a panel of white men in bow ties to discuss abortion, and one of the guys is just like, I think that a woman should always put aside whatever's going on in her life, job prospects, career, family, whatever, to raise an unwanted, unplanned child. And I, as a man with no uterus, who will never have to do this, can unbiasedly say, like, yes, I would do this kind of thing. It kind of made me laugh. Like, I, with, I a man with no ability to have this ever happen to me, can say unbiased that I would do this for sure. Bullshit. <laughs> I know it's it's I call malarkey. <laughs> it's hard. Well, and you know what? It's the same thing as like uh, white people saying, "Well, here's how people of color should deal with blah 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 blah." Well, no, no, <laughs> they should get to make though. You can support them and and all yeah. that kind of thing, but that should be theirs to decide. You, it's that's never really gone well in history. People yeah. imposing their their stuff on other their ideas about what of people should like, be happening. Whatever, yeah. yeah. You know, like the Crusades, genocides. <laughs> Just a couple of examples there. Just uh, what? What was that whole thing where people came to Canada, took all the native people from their homes, and said, "Go be white people in these fancy chain link schools we made for you." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. Maybe we're not good at making decisions for other groups of people, and we should just <laughs> not. <laughs> it's fine to say, "Good for you, not for me." Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and just be supportive and say, "I'm not gonna do that," but you, I fully support your right to do that, and you, you go do you, and uh, yeah, because that's it's not gone well in the past. So I don't know. I think I'm still like with my five year old. It's, it's just gonna be. I, I mean, I have to. I can't say you can't do that. You have to say yes. Of course, you can do anything. You can be prime minister or an astronaut or whatever you want to be. Yeah, and I mean, and like, even give her kids every do awesome things. No, oh yeah, like, <laughs> where you see them standing up and for like climate change and things like that, yeah, and saying like, Greta Thunberg. if you're not gonna listen, we need to make you listen because you're wrecking our planet. Yeah, um, and like Malala, like there's tons of like yes. kids that are making an impact. There was that girl, and often their voice who is more was like hurt. 17, and she petitioned like last year or something for child marriage laws to be like stricken in. America. Mm-hmm. I think she started with her state and was just like, why are children allowed to get married here? Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. it was like a, almost a quarter of a million children had been married in America from like 2010 to 2017 or whatever. Yes, because there's a fun fact. Parents can sign their marriage certificate to say, yes, you're allowed to get married at the age of 14 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that girl is not allowed to sign a divorce until she's 18. Uh, because she is not legally of age to sign her own divorce. So Yeah, another fun fact trapped. is that if this is a way for parents to circumvent statutory rape mm-hmm. charges, if she gets married to him, you can't file sexual assault charges. Like, it's not statutory rape if it's your husband. Right. You know, that's, that's not a thing. You can't do that. So you, the parents will sign marriage rights to your rapist <laughs> to cover up their bad parenting pretty much (laughs) yeah their you know poor judgment skills and whatever and like it is really terrible that you know there is the thing of you can't sign the divorce papers you're not considered adult enough but and then they throw in the all their anti-abortion laws and you're stuck forever yeah yeah because now you've got children and no um, economic security and 
Yeah, it's a vicious circle, and it's yeah. But the, it, you know, the thing is, is too, is that the lack of of equality for women mm-hmm. hurts everybody across the board. Yeah, it's just that in the short term, it's a huge benefit if you're white and male. <laughs> so, Fair. um, so it keeps going. But if you look at at the overall expenses for things for you know whatever medical resources therapy um you know um social assistance all that kind of stuff it's the things like that are a huge expense and it hurt, does hurt everybody across the board but you have to look at the big picture of it and if you're directly benefiting from it as a as a white male and you're like okay you you, you can just go along with it so but anyways, yeah, I think, like, with my five-year-old, I have to just keep saying, of course, you can do anything and be anybody you want to be and expect better from the world, but at the same time, speak out against it when when it's, you know, obviously going the wrong way and, and, and really try and advocate for those that are in a lesser situation than you are, whatever that happens to be. A fun note on that Girl Scout that tried to get the child marriage laws stricken from her state's bill. It was one of her state's senators or whatever's going on in America leadership down there. And he was like, well, I get that she's passionate about this, but she's just a child and doesn't know what she's talking about. That's kind of the point, dude! Yeah. <laughs> she not be forced into marriage. That's kind of the point! Like, <laughs> the children are getting married and making these very important life decisions. <laughs> Very young. <laughs> That's kind of the point. <laughs> like, geez. Old white men. If only they could see how we see what they say. Oh, God. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. All right. I guess we're, uh... Got anything else you want to add? Good to wrap it up. Um, I realized the other day that the reason why if you go into a restaurant and you see men and women working there, you're more likely to assume that the men are the chefs and the women are the waitresses is because women are to serve and make you food unless they're being paid well for it. Their roles are ones of servitude. (laughs) Ooh, I have another little thing. Um, That in Canada still, because I've heard this from friends that who want to get their tubes tied, who are like married, married, have children. And they're like, yeah, we're done. I want to get my tubes tied. Need to have a note from their husband agreeing that they're getting their tubes tied. Oh, that I could just go off on a tangent about that because that just irritates the bejesus out of me. Or I, another person told me the other day that um, she owned a, a business jointly with her husband and husband was out of town or whatever and somebody was trespassing on the property and so she phoned the police and said, you know, you need to remove them from the property. And the police officer said, well, I need to talk to your husband. Your husband needs to tell me that to remove them from the property. So, yeah, there is the social aspect of the things that are, you know, the law is good, but society needs to catch up to the law. It's been around for a long time, people, so get on get on board. A weird anecdote about the tube tying thing, when I was, like, 14, I was like... I don't know if I want to have kids. I'm like, I still don't really know if I want to have kids or not. Eh. I, I just don't know. But I was, like, thinking, like, maybe I should get my tubes tied. Like, not having a period seems like a, like, maybe I should just go get, like, a hysterectomy. Like, this doesn't seem like anything I'm really, like, all that interested in. I don't know if I'll ever be interested in this. And I, like, went and talked to this high school guidance counselor about it, and I was like, 
what exactly like is the deal for this like if i wanted to not do the baby thing like is getting your tubes tied like and not like what's the process for that and she was literally like you shouldn't do that because your husband might want kids one day and i was like oh so if i don't want kids that's not an issue but if i am building a life with somebody and we've just never discussed whether or not we're gonna have kids until we're married and nine years into the relationship and then he's like i want kids and i'm like oh guess so <laughs> like <laughs> not your choice like that's yeah. kind of something that comes up early on in a relationship if someone doesn't want kids or definitely definitely wants kids that's usually something brought up pretty early on like oh yeah True. i want kids one day kind of thing yeah like if you don't want kids it's usually something that pre people are pretty outspoken about because that's something that a lot of people do want <laughs> like yeah yeah okay society catch up catch up stop telling women what to do is basically my bottom line here's my thing if men think that we're all gold diggers and terrible and we're only pretty until we're 25 and then we're just gonna go downhill and we're terrible and bitchy and mean and awful and whatever else like don't talk to me then just go away just don't talk to me don't be in my dms don't send me a text message don't call me don't comment on my pictures online just don't talk to me if you think that women are terrible i don't want to have a conversation with you we don't need to be friends we don't have to talk <laughs> Just don't talk to me. If you think we're awful, you know, don't talk to women. Like, here's my number one. You think women are shit. Number two, don't talk to them. The end. <laughs> like, you know, just do your own thing. It seems it seems like a weird thing to me. If you think women are like actually all these garbage things, don't talk to them. Yeah, just just don't talk to me. Let <laughs> don't talk to anyone else. <laughs> Maybe you should talk to play a therapist. For the other, play for the other team. Talk to your bros. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> All right, then. That's it for us today. Have a lovely day. Yeah, enjoy.